feeling like larvae Stuck inside of the womb Feeling like a caterpillar We attract a niche cocoon I just wanna rise, take flight like a butterfly Yo, I touch the sky, see my soldiers on the other feeling side Feeling like larvae all right, all right. I want to welcome you to another episode of The Dinner Club. I'm your host with the most, Peter Walker. This is episode seven. We're going to get right into it, man, today. Um, we got a cool topic. I'm going to do things a little bit different. I still have the same format, but uh, the just dessert section is going to be changed up a little bit. Um, I really didn't feel like get handed out any venom today. Uh, pun intended. I just watched that movie. Thought it was a good movie overall. We'll talk about that later on. But um, um, in the just dessert section, we're going to be talking about uh, the Montana 300 event that I just had two of my young lions go cover. Um, and you know some of the things that they saw they had going on and everything so we'll get into that in a little bit but uh, for now we'll just go through the same old uh, situation and you know how this goes we're gonna get right into blessing the table uh, today on blessing the table we're gonna do a little bit of different as well you know um, shout out to all the people that I'm always shouting out but I'm gonna hand out a few prayers today um, I want some prayers to go out to Haiti um, I don't know if you heard but recently Haiti had a massive earthquake um, and they've already suffered enough I mean they've been through hurricanes all kind of stuff you know what I mean so just the people at Haiti are um, every time I meet uh, anyone from the Haitian community they're always good people kind-hearted people uh, well-mannered people always um, you know hard-working um, and they come from strong ethics you know what I mean and um, they go through a lot they've endured a lot you know what I mean they fought for their independence and um, they're very proud people they, they wear their pride you know what I mean and they make sure that they take care of what they need to do so praise out to Haiti man everybody affected by that situation man um you know, you know, Mother Nature is cold, man. We we never know what's gonna go on with Mother Nature. We can't really uh have any control over that, and that's what that's why you know one of the reasons I say we still should have some hubris in this world about everything that we deal with on a day to day basis, man. We have to have some hubris because anything can happen at any given time. You know what I mean? So again, praise to Haiti. Um, I also want to give praise out to everybody being affected by Hurricane Michael right now. Michael's uh, just hit shore and uh, it's 115 mile per hour winds. Last time I checked, it's pretty crazy. You know what I mean? So um, I just want to, you know, definitely send some praise out to everybody affected by Hurricane Michael. Um, it, it, it's crazy, man. Like hurricane season is no joke. And it seems like every year people just don't seem to like soak in the fact that it gets dangerous. You know what I mean? So um but yeah, uh, I'll give you a little bit of some 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 video from some of the reports about it. And um, it threatens Florida as a category category three storm um, as of 23 hours ago, reported by CBS Evening News. Check this out. We're going to begin with Lonnie Quinn, chief weathercaster at our New York station, at WCBS. And Lonnie, this storm seems to be defying some expectations, just getting stronger. Without a doubt, there is a big batch of dry air just on the western edge of the storm, if any of it was to get sucked into the storm, it would get weaker. And yet, like you said, Jeff, it's defined the odds. It's getting stronger with each update. As of right now, it's a strong Cat 3, 120 mile per hour winds. If it gets to 130, you got a Cat 4. It's moving to the north at 12 miles per hour, currently 270 miles, 270 miles south of Apalachicola, Florida. What happens from here? <coughs> we believe very confidently landfall takes place tomorrow afternoon, maybe into the early evening hours, as a strong Cat 3 with 125 mile per hour winds, uh, if that takes place. There are plenty of 20-year-old young people who live along the panhandle that have never seen a storm this strong. Now, right now, in the front of everybody's mind is Florence, all the devastation it did. Look at a quick comparison. Michael is going to move much quicker than Florence. Florence crawled. This is a fast-moving storm. And he just goes on to comparing Florence, and everybody remembers Florence. It was pretty crazy what happened there. But anyway... So Michael is looking to move through the area uh, quick in less than a day. Um, it's a category two to three between 100 and 115 miles per hour with a surge of eight to 12 feet and up to a foot 
uh, one foot of uh, rain. So we just want to, you know, keep in mind that, you know, sometimes, you know, we take things for granted and we think of a storm and we think that it's not a big deal. But we always want to check on our loved ones. Make sure you're checking on the elderly. Make sure you, you know, reaching out to anybody in that area um, and just, you know, giving them well wishes and well thoughts and that positive energy, positive vibes their way. Um, and anyone who's affected by this, again, prayers goes out to you. Um, so we're done with blessing the table. We're going to get into the <laughs> feast. All right, so I'm switching up a little bit today on the feast. Uh, the feast for today, I want to talk about money for war versus home. Now, I understand that we need to defend our country. We need to defend our borders and all of that stuff. I get that. Absolutely. But and I don't have an issue with us spending money on it. I have a probably my biggest issue is the allocation of how we put money and what we put it into. You know, it's not so much that we don't need to spend. I mean, we all know we're going to have to spend something to keep this country together and keep us moving and keep us operating, keep business flowing. You know, um, it, it, it takes money. You know what I mean? But the problem is, is that I think that there's an issue with how we're allocating money. I mean, if you're if you're if you look at the reports, they say that America is like 50 fucking times stronger than the next country over or whatever. And if that's really the scenario, then maybe we could take a little bit of time to, yeah, still fund those projects, still fund the government, you know what I mean? Fund the um, the military, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we need to put more funding into our country because think about it. We're sending these 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 guys over here to fight wars and and fight these fights and, you know, fight for freedom. We're, they're freedom fighters at the end of the day. Um um, at least that's the way it's marketed to us. You know what I mean? The freedom fighters at the end of the day, I believe that soldiers also just don't go in understanding, you know, sometimes that their orders being handed down are deeper than just the fight for freedom. So I don't blame the soldiers. You know what I mean? There's still people that are pulling those strings. You know what I'm saying? So I salute all soldiers. Um, and with that being said, you know, what are they over there fighting for at the end of the day? Because, I mean, if you really look back at home right now, these guys are risking their lives in a place where they're going to come back. And a lot of these guys end up homeless vets, estranged from their families with uh, mental disorders, trauma, um, and they and have a hard time adjusting back into a society that is just rampant with gun crazy. It's a gun crazy society. There's an opioid crisis. There's division. There's lack of jobs. Um, and we have extremely poor infrastructure, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, 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 it's imperative that yes, we do take care of the military and funding and making sure that, you know, we're protected and we're thinking forward and we're creating and, and implementing things for the future of what warfare could be and what it might be. And, you know, have contingencies plans, you know, they say hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. So I get that we need to prepare, but at the same time, what are we preparing for? If we're going to just end up having all of this massive amount of cachet of weapons and tactics and then we don't have the civility at home for people to band together we're, we're we're fighting you know we're basically risking our young men and women's lives sending them across the oceans to defend and fight for freedom when we're over here fighting over our freedoms i mean it's a little it's a par it's paradoxical it's paradoxical to me um and it's interesting. And I would love to get your thoughts on this. Any of my listeners, you know, you can always hit me up. We can always talk about this anytime. Um, but um, yeah, I want to I want to know your thoughts on that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we have the money. The money's not the problem. It's where we're allocating it, how we're allocating it. You know, I think that any soldier that doesn't need health care would 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 probably respect. And, and, you know, they're going through enough stuff with the VA. That's that's I, I'll get on that in another episode. Well, I'm gonna actually have some of my vet friends call in and we're going to talk about issues with the VA system. But 
with that being said, I mean, soldiers should have free health care. Uh, firefighters should have free health care. Um, if I'm an employer, why would it not be imperative to me to make sure that my employer, my employees are healthy to work? It's better results. Health begets better results. Health begets a better environment. Health begets a better mood. Health begets better decision making. You know, you got uh, at the same time, you have an obesity problem in some parts of America, you also have a famine problem. So that's that's obviously a, 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 a preposterous disalignment in the distribution of wealth and goods in our country and opportunities. I mean, that's it's just the, clear, the evidence is there. At the same time, we have one of the most obese countries. We still have places here where people are having a, a fucking hard time trying to find something to eat. You know what I mean? And I can't be frank about this. You know what I mean? When I do my podcast, I don't want to be so frank. I want to just speak my mind and it's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like that we can't seem to multitask as a group, as a species. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking mold, mold spores function better than we do. As a unit, we're not a unit. We're nations and borders and fucking colors and fucking religions and fucking 10,000 fucking genders and all this shit except for human beings. And it's getting aggravating. You know, I've been touching on some of my issues with black society lately. And one of the things that I was touching on is that the fact that a lot of times I, I, I only have to talk. First off, let me say this to you. I don't walk around and I don't sit here and think and I, I'm, I'm, I am a black American man. I am. But I do not walk around and when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I'm thinking is I'm a black American man and that's what I need to fucking pioneer every day. No, I'm a man first. I'm a human being first. I have children to raise just like any other man that has children or woman that has children or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I'm not thinking that first. But here's the problem. I'm constantly reminded I'm constantly reminded through our media, through our television, through the shit that we fucking recycle and regurgitate through our social media. I'm constantly reminded of the plight. I'm constantly reminded there's no way for me mentally to heal from where I was when I was a child living in the projects occupied by cops that don't understand the situation or the dynamics and, and don't even care to know the history well enough to understand that how some of their tactics and their governors and their politicians caused this environment to be what it is. We have to have like a serious, serious uh, sit down to be able to discuss this properly and for people to understand that it's constantly reinforced when we click on the, we're not putting the news out there. It's just happening. And you can't say the news is being fake when people are really dying. Okay. Don't get mad at the technology being able to report the truth or truths more. The problem that we're having now is that the truths have become so stagnant. It's, stopped us as a society from moving forward because we're not handling things so now they're mixing in this alternative fact shit to fucking sway us all away from what we were almost there trying to handle we were almost all at the table we were almost there there was a moment in time and it may have been short and brief but there was a time when 9-11 happened and a lot of shit was put to the side so I know it's in us I know when we're faced with the most peril situation as a whole that can affect us all, we can activate and work together. But we have to be able to do that more on a daily basis to solve some of our biggest problems, some of our kids' biggest problems that they're going to face. It's not what we're living right now. Everybody's talking so much about right now. We have to start thinking about tomorrow more. 
The reason that I have to even bring up the conversation of a black man's past is because the present is too similar. It's just different names, different jargon, different slogans, different fucking tactics behind covert COINTEL Pro 2. I mean, you can look these things up. It's been documented by amazingly that even any of this has been documented by this government ever in history, but it has been documented. That there have been things that have been set up and put into place to keep us disenfranchised and give us the mentality that we need to be waiting for something. And see, that's what I'm trying to address at the same time. It's a two pronged thing. I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody with my blackness. I can't help it. I mean, when I wake up and I get up and I kiss my daughter and I'm trying to live my life, I turn on the TV, I'm reminded. I turn on the radio, I'm reminded. It doesn't matter. You can't escape it. What am I going to be, a fucking hermit? What do you guys want me to do? Fucking duck into a shell and act like this shit doesn't exist? It's not a part of the fabric? And just keep eating the fodder of bullshit they keep distracting us with? With fucking challenges and dumb shit on the television? We can't keep doing this. We can't keep living like this. Notice how I said we. We can't keep living like this. We can't. It's impossible. I am in a mixed marriage relationship with white family, black family, Cape Verdean, uh, Native American, um, West Indian. All this shit is mixed into the bag. And somehow we're still fucking fighting about the lines have been blurred. The lines have been blurred. We have been procreating and fucking banging each other for fucking ever. Now, in these peace times, we have blended families everywhere, but we cannot ignore that we need to make things fair for all of our family members. We're all the same family. And that's the message that I want people to get across sometimes. You know, people get me confused on the internet. Get off the fucking, get off my fucking Facebook and talk to me as a person. And you'll understand that the tone may be passionate, but the message is potent. The tone may be passionate, but the message is potent. It's not the tone, baby. It's the message. I'm passionate about it because I really want to see us all change. Why else would I not be passionate about it? So that brings me to my next topic. I want to I want to shout out the homie my song. Jeez, man. Jeez, man. You know, I just and 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 I just met the the gentleman in person when we just did the third eye open out here at Open 18 uh for New Bedford. Um and they just celebrated 20 years of service in the community. Big up to that. I'm going to clap them up for that for myself. Um And I just want to say, I never met any, I've been doing this a long time as far as like doing shows and meeting people backstage and taking their pictures and interviews and whatever, right? I've never met someone as true to their cores as Rakim, KRS-One, I kid you not, and my song. You know, and I, and I won't even say true to their core because most of the people I met are true to themselves and what they are rapping about and da 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 But when I say to the cause, I should say true to the cause. He's true to the cause. And he's not just true to a cause. He's true to the cause. The cause is. My song, I have to shout him out for standing up for women's rights. I have to shout him out, man. You know, and, 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 and I have to do this from a personal place too so my listeners can understand that this is about my personal growth as well. I've grown with a life where... A lot of my adversities, I, I, you know, without putting too much out there, um, no, without put it out there. You know, I came up through the 90s. We had those moms, you know what I'm saying? They were at home trying to raise us on their own. There was a lot of pressures on the block. 
They end up falling into the wrong habits. Um, abuse and anger and irritability become something that is a construct that's directed at the children. And there was some crazy abuse back throughout the 70s to the early 2000s before they stepped in and tried to handle some stuff. Now, I'm not saying that people should not discipline their children, but there was just outright abuse going on. And um, for some of us, that venom came from, you know, our mothers or our fathers or our teachers or the priest or the people that were supposed to protect us. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of us are, are, are um, scarred individuals just working our way through stuff, too. And, you know, the problem is, is that we never get the chance to work through any of this stuff is because we never get to talk about it. And that's why I'm using this podlet- podcast as an outlet. So I've always had like a fear or a guard up against women. Um, just in general, because of the things that I've gone through with my mother. Don't get me wrong. I love my mother. Um, we have a decent relationship now. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's been tougher because I was there. I went through all the stuff that she had to go through as well. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not unforgiving. But at the same time, um, I cannot condone um, the, the sheer lack of empathy for what I went through though during those times. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, you know, sometimes when people uh, clean up, they want to be dismissive. They're like, and they try to like, you know, control all, delete everything. And it's like, it's cool. Like you can do that for yourself. You can act like th- certain things didn't happen for you and your timeline, but things happened to me, you know what I mean? Or the children like me who grew up like that and went through shit. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to say here and, you know, rag on it and, you know, I don't do that, but you know, it's just hard to have conversations about things you know what i'm saying when mentalities still are um predicated on certain aspects of the environment that they only know you know what i'm saying and a lot of our parents suffer from that whether it be our racist ass uncle in the back alley somewhere who's like come on bro you got to go outside you got to go outside and get some fucking air i mean that's what it is with a lot of fucking this shit man people just got to go outside and get some air reach out and touch somebody man like for real like not in your not your regular environment go to different environments and go there with the objectivity to just observe and learn you know what i'm saying so with that being said my son standing up for women's rights man is a huge thing because it's not just that he's doing it. It's the way that he's doing it. You know what I mean? It's the the way that he has spoken about the issue and worded himself about it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just amazing to see a man actually step into the forefront from hip hop and do something about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't hate that. You know what I mean? You can't hate that. You can't knock that. Um, so I just want to give the, the homie a big shout out. Um, I know that myself, you know, as I've grown um, and as I've evolved that my understanding, I, I've grown empathy. So I understand that when I was in my early twenties, I was more angry with the way I came up versus in my, you know, early thirties right now, I'm looking at it, you know, heading to my mid thirties, I'm looking at it like it was actually a blessing in disguise. It made me strong. It gave me dexterity. So I'm thankful for these things. That's why I'm forgiving. And I've let a lot of things go that have taken place in my past. And I, and all I try to do is preach to others is to let a lot of things go. So you can just look at like how strong it makes you during this time of mental warfare and people losing their shit. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are just bugging out and losing their shit. But I just want to go back to the point that I think that it's imperative that more men step into the forefront, especially in hip hop. And we start to really, you know, say something about all of this stuff going on with these women and and nobody's, you know, nobody's backing them up. 
You know what I mean? Nobody's, uh, you know, these guys, you know, we sit around, we make all these little fucking jokes and shit, but we need to back up these women more. You know what I mean? We definitely do need to back up their causes and back up the fact that they are standing up for something because it's crazy when people just sit around and just cackle and make jokes about it. But at the end of the day, you know, there are certain people out here trying to do what they have to do. And one major thing that I loved about my son when he was talking about was accountability. You know what I mean? So I just want to play you a little clip because this is amazing. Just check this out. I came out here today because I thought it's imperative that men not only stand with women, but they stand for women. By standing for women, we have to acknowledge that there's a culture of sexual violence, rape culture that men have benefited from. And in order for it to change, men have to change it. The same way we ask them, white people as black people to change white supremacy and stand up in the face of white supremacy, we have to call ourselves to that same duty when it comes to changing rape culture. You know, we all look at Kavanaugh and we see some similarities to things who've happened in our lives. At some point, we've traumatized some women in some way that we might not have acknowledged because it was normalized. You know, at some point, a woman said no and you, you tried to pressure her into doing something because this was normal activity for us as men. We were supposed to score, quote unquote. And when you realize that you listen to these stories of these women, you realize that they've been damaged as a result of the things that we took as normalized. So that that comes with accountability. It comes with accountability and saying, I might have done something that I might not have raped a woman, but I've done something that, that may have traumatized her as a man. And that's when manhood begins, when we take accountability for our own and so that, that's why I'm out here, man. And, and when you look at Kavanaugh and understanding that mentality, if you can't come to terms with the fact that you may have harmed a woman indirectly, not on purpose, and be honest as a man, then you're not fit to sit on the Supreme Court. You know, so you you you, you can't represent me. You can't represent us in the highest court in the land. So this is why I stand out here in solidarity with our woman. I've watched them protest. I've watched them march. For us, you know, and I thought it was imperative that we come out here and do the same and show them how we honor them and how we love them and how we're willing to stand for them. And that's a fact. I mean, that's just a flat out fact. He's right. You know what I mean? Like women have been standing up for us for years. And, you know, in this time where they need, you know, I I really do believe that they need us to stand up for them excuse me clicking different crap over here but i think it's i think it's time that we do stand up with them not for them but with them um for their fights for their plights you know what i'm saying like um in my younger age i was generalizing everyone and everything based on my experience i I call it you know blissful ignorance at my youthful age you know what i mean Um, i think it happens to a lot of people but it doesn't excuse the fact that we need to start trying to help younger people come to that realization sooner or we can't lose the fact that we need to come to that realization as we get older because we should be getting wiser you know what i mean but it seems like a lot of people have relegated themselves back to the archaic way of just you know generalizing everything and i still do it sometimes i mean you know we're human beings we're flawed but i like to always go back and reflect and say no 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 let me reword this or i have no problem with correcting myself and saying no 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 there are some women that try to play the system in a way to their advantage but overall there are a lot of women out here who are victims who are victims of vicious things you know what i'm saying like again i i said it on a previous podcast listen i I feel like all sex offenders and shit like that should be fucking castrated or, you know what I'm saying? Some, you know, some crazy shit. Like you're not, you're not no good to society. You know what I'm saying? Like you're fucking trash. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to change how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Like until the day I die, till the day I die, pedophiles should just straight up. 
I mean, line them up, line them up, line them up, line them up, line them up. I'm telling you, go Rambo on their ass, okay? Because it's whack out here. You understand what I'm saying? With this whole freaky shit going on with all these people. But anyway, my son stand standing up, you know what I'm saying? Um, To me is like, you know, it's not... It, I still think that the marches and stuff are not going to be effective until we can get to the point where we reach a certain level of... Uh, you know, I really can't even call it. You know what I'm saying? Like anything that I say right now is debatable, so... But it's still just it's I still think that it's hard to reach um, in this time, in this cycle of of whatever the hell humanity is going through right now. This is a complete polar shift to where we were eight years ago or perceivably how it was being portrayed to us eight years ago. Um, I wanted to believe is that it's been festering, that we had a cool, uh, you know, eight years of Obama being in office and everything. Two terms had a good time. You know what I mean? It, it perceived was perceived as a certain way, but there was an underbelly of things that we weren't reporting because I'm starting to see a lot more on the ground reporting and talking to everyday people. And it's like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's gotten to the point I question just a lot of this stuff that we get, you know, fed, you know what I mean? But uh, that's for a whole nother topic. But anyway, shout out to my son, man, for standing up for women's rights. Shout out to all the, you know, men out here who understand what I'm talking about right now. Like I'm not a, you know, proclaimed feminist per se, because I do feel like sometimes there's a degree of them that just go too far um, with emasculating males. You know what I'm saying? Because I do believe in good masculinity, you know, the type of guys that have run up into a fucking burning building or, you know what I'm saying? Like save a baby or from a burning car or, you know what I mean? Or stop a fucking active shooter. You know what I mean? I believe in, you know, shit like like that, you know what I mean? Or, or stop an invasion from a foreign dictator or some weirder shit, you know what I mean? So I do believe in um, masculinity being a necessity still in our paradigm of human beings. So I just think that we have to start talking about how to refunnel it into good masculinity and not emasculate males, you know what I mean? Um, but again, with that being said, um, I have enough empathy and I'm human enough to understand that we need to work together in I can understand from certain perspectives how women feel the way they feel because black people have felt like enough is enough for a long time as well. You know what I mean? So I could get, I get it. I get it. I just, um, and I know that black men are misogynistic as well. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I don't want to give us a pass, but I say give us time to come there because we're, fighting a fight already you know what i mean like not nothing you know just just give us time to get there we're getting there you know what i mean when men like my son step up to the plate we're getting there hip-hop's gonna get there you know what i mean we're gonna we're gonna be there with you ladies all right that's an actual great segue to our digest slowly section all right all right all right so we're gonna get right into this is empathy greater than love the reason i ask this right is because people can love different things and not see why others love what they love. You see, I've seen just the fact that people love different things create divides. And if love conquers all, then how does that work? I'm starting to believe that instead of selling people this idea of love conquers all, empathy, I think, conquers all. Um, it's something that hit me in the head, I don't know, probably a couple of days ago. 
And it's something that I think about often, but I finally got it to, uh, I finally found the verbiage to put it together so I can convey it to my audience. So do you understand what I'm saying? Like, is empathy greater than love? Because empathy, you know, you can love different things. I can love pizza and you can love fucking cheeseburgers and that can be a problem. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes love can create problems. You know what I mean? If you ever been in love, that shit ain't perfect. So it doesn't conquer all, you know what I'm saying? But empathy can keep a marriage together forever. You know what I'm saying? Empathy can create a situation where we all work together and make things happen. Empathy is the emotion that we need to progress and stop stagnating our society and the world with this archaic way of how we deal with each other. It's empathy. It's really empathy that we need more than anything else, I believe. And I'm coming to the realization of, and I may start working on some content to really push this idea that, we yes we need love and we need the duality of love the good and the bad we need to have pain to grow and get character to learn you know what i mean like pain is a part of the process of life for a reason if you didn't feel pain when you put your hand in the fire but it still would kill you then you would die without knowing the consequence but pain is there your pain receptors are there to tell you "Uh uh-uh no good shouldn't do that you get what i'm saying and it's the same thing when you give your heart to somebody you shouldn't give it to and they hurt you and you're like "Uh uh-uh shouldn't did that but you also have to have empathy because you if empathy is what keeps you and lack of empathy is what keeps you from going into the next relationship and being able to understand that that person is not the last person you see what i'm saying it's the lack of empathy there that doesn't allow you to move on and you need empathy to move on you need to empathize with the fact that you can't control every person that you're going to try to commit your life to and that things don't always work out you know what i'm saying and sometimes it doesn't even need a reason because really one of the greatest rules of life one of the first rules is shit happens you know what i mean people are not a hundred percent on anything you know what i mean like it just fucking we're we're just all over the place we can change our minds man our mind is like crazy you know what i mean so again that's why i believe um with empathy we can change the minds of a lot of people we can change the minds of a lot of people we can work on a lot of things and make a lot of progress on the things that we seem to be completely divided on and we don't really need to be i mean at the end of the day you know we can get a lot done together you know what i mean Um, we can get more done together than we can apart and that's always been the case but we keep trying to act like we're unified no we're not we're not as a species imagine what would happen if we're unified as a species and we really use empathy to fix all of our world's problems like just go into these places and say empathetically how can i get this accomplished for them what would it take okay well let's take the empathetic approach and fix shit you know what i mean all right so That's why I want to talk about the next topic, which is replace hope with empathy. Hope. I'm kind of all done with the hope train, people. Like, I'm done with the hope train. This is not hope to me is not the same as faith. It's not even the same if you look it up. okay? but hope. I'm kind of done with hope. okay? I cannot deal with the fact that people want me to keep hoping for things to change when action is what is usually derivative of change. You know, I can't, you know, hope by definition is a feeling of expectation and desire, desire for a certain thing to happen. Desire. Do you understand what desire means? Doesn't mean it's going to happen. It means the expectation you think it should or the desire you want it to for a certain thing to happen. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Fuck that. 
You know what I mean? We have to, we are evolved beyond the point of needing to hope to, we're going to eat tonight. We have a fucking fast food store in every fucking corner. We evolved beyond the point. We got to worry about having clean water to drink tonight. Well, unless you're in certain parts of this country where the infrastructure is fucked, but you get what I'm saying overall. Um, So we need to absolutely get the fuck away from hoping for things and gain empathy so we can actually start taking action to do things. See, that's the beauty of empathy. Once you truly have empathy for things, then you can start acting on that feeling. You know what I mean? It's almost like a natural order. Like once I started feeling empathetic for other people, I just couldn't help myself. Like I couldn't just help you or you or you or just my people or this person or that person. I started becoming empathetically enough, becoming empathetic enough that I wanted to reach out to more people and help more people and affect change in any kind of way I can. If it's just a small conversation in a corner store to tell you to have a good day, if it's when I'm calling customer service and I know that their job sucks anyway, and there's plenty of people that's going to call them and give them a hard time. And I know that I'm having a hard time with something that I'm that I need to get dealt with. Right. And I might be aggravated about it, but this person can't fucking tell me we know this we know this person that's right here that we first get on the other end of the phone really doesn't have any answers and they're just doing a fucking job and now we got to get to the supervisor do we have to take the crazy route we can get crazy when we get with the supervisor but we don't got to kill the first guy you know what i'm saying um so it's just having a little bit of empathy and even when the supervisor comes on depending on what the problem is some people go crazy over problems that no one can control you know what i'm saying so it's kind of weird you know what i mean um we need to have empathy. Empathy will fix more than hope. And empathy will definitely fix more than just love because people love different things. My thoughts anyway. All right. So, uh, like I said, in the beginning, we're going to do things a little bit different. I'm still going to do my intro, though, because, you know, I love my intro, man. I love the idea of this whole thing, man. That we just and we're just going to keep it rocking. I might switch it up in a little bit. But for now, this is my intro to the just dessert section. Yeah. Switching it up today. Instead of just doing throwing shade and shit today, we're actually gonna throw a huge shout out for something that happened just last night. Montana 300 was live last night at the Middle East in Cambridge. It was a fantastic time. Um, I can say from watching and looking through social media, I've been under the weather. I was supposed to be there, the host. Um, shout out my homie Rich Collier from Keynote Company holding it down, man. Um, he knows, man. You know, I'm always there. I'm always roughing it out, man. But this time the cold just got me. I got to be in the crib. So um, shout out my Lions, man, Darnell. And shout out my homie Bryce. You know what I'm saying? Going out there, handling the media and covering the event that came back. My homie Darnell took care of the pictures the night of um this is our first fourth time i believe working um with or in conjunction with an event that has to do with montana um always been uh, uh he's been always always been a great act you know what i'm saying um he's usually just straight usually about his business you know what i mean like because i think that depends on the promoter honestly and i think it depends on the location and the details that they get so sometimes they're a little bit more stern you know hip-hop is crazy you know the fans can be crazy you know what i mean the environment anything so sometimes i gotta be more like you know on point head swivel make sure shit's good you know i understand that and then um 
last night, you know, being in Cambridge at the Middle East, I th- the Middle East just has this feel to it, man. It just gives you this vibe when you walk in there. I mean, you never feel like you're not welcome. You know, there's security there. The big motherfuckers, they ain't playing around. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's people there. There's, the Cambridge police definitely don't play that shit. But you never feel like you're not welcome there. No matter who I've seen walk through that door, what they look like, where they come from. I've never seen anybody feel uncomfortable walking through the Middle East. And that's what I love about the Middle East, man. So if you've never been to the Middle East and check on an event, please go check them out in Cambridge, man. It's so dope. So dope. So dope. I think it's 470 Massachusetts Ave, Cambridge, Massachusetts. <coughs> so definitely check them out. Excuse me again for this cold. But yeah, man, Montana, man, um, every time I met him, he's all, you know, we get to meet people backstage and we get to actually see them and meet them and meet them. And um, he's always been, yo, modest, you know, humble guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say down to earth, modest. I would keep it at modest. You know what I'm saying? Um, just letting it known. You know what I'm saying? He's doing his thing. He's staying focused. He's on the grind. He's all about his bars. He's all about his business. You know what I mean? And um, it's, it's inspiring to see, you know what I mean? That he seems very focused every time I met him. So just, you know, looking last night and just seeing him hanging out with everybody after the show and taking pictures and having a good time you know it's crazy because the middle east and rich seem to get that vibe from whoever they book you know they always get a vibe a different vibe it's just it's just a more welcoming vibe um i think rich does a great job of taking care of the artists that come through uh, for his shows you know taking care of their itemized list of anything that they need done their ledger anything like that um so i think it's pretty you know I call it the care package. I don't be dealing with all that other crap. I call it the care package. He takes care of the care package. Make sure the artist has everything. <coughs> <coughs> he makes sure the artist has everything they need when they come through. Um, and you know, Montana man. Um, let me let me tell you something, man. Montana, he. I don't. I don't. You know what it is? I don't really listen to Spotify. We have it. We have Pandora, all this stuff. But I don't really listen to it that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm kind of tuned out, you know? So I learn about this stuff from the young boys and the young girls, the young men and women I got around me, you know what I'm saying? Telling me and keeping me hip with the dances and all the funny stuff. I can't do none of them dances. I thought they was all funny at first. I was like, yeah, that looks simple. Yeah, go try it with your old ass. It's, it's not that simple. You know what I'm saying? So anyway... Um, so Montana, you know what I'm saying? Just being there with his vibes and just having a good time taking pictures with people, mixing and mingling. Um, shout out to him throwing us the drop. You know what I mean? Usually it was like so active. You know, we never bum rush. And I just want to make that clear. People always think like we always go through some crazy shit to get a, a drop. No, first off, we're respectful. The way we go about it is that we book ourselves with the promoter. We get ourselves set up to a promoter. And we connect that deal. And then respectfully such, after we work and prove ourselves to this promoter through a few events and making sure that the footage is good the pictures are good the work relationships good we're punctual we're on point we're active we're not just there as a camera team either you know we go as a camera team but these guys understand that a lot pride alliance we do a, a multi-function of things so sometimes we're you know holding people down being their security you know what i'm saying there's people on team that handle that there's people that handle all kind of stuff you know what i'm saying so we come as a multi you know people who host people who dj you know what i mean we 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 come as a as a unit but each part, each moving part can do different things. You know what I mean? So when you bring a still ill to your event, you're not just bringing a camera team. It's not just media. It's a vibe. You know what I mean? Like we're a vibe machine. You know what I mean? We come to make sure match and make sure your vibe is on point. You know what I mean? That's all we work to do. It's all we strive to do. <coughs> but after building a rapport and not being skittish, because most a lot of camera people are skittish. You know, a lot of camera people are way more talented than me as far as editing or doing pictures and video. But the problem is, is that you don't know how to pitch the sale, number one. 
And number two, you have an awkward personality type. So it makes it like weird to work with you sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, um, you got to be a little bit more personable. Listen, I'm an isolated guy. Most people would not believe this based on social media, which I don't get because I'd be in the house posting. And the fact that I do these little events, but I do them far, few and far between from what I used to do myself personally. Send a lot of the lines out to handle that now. You know what I mean? Pass the torch. But with that being said, I learned how to work a room. Being socially awkward on your time doesn't mean you can't learn how to work a room. You know what I'm saying? Like, learn how to work a room. And when you learn how to work a room, things like drops and things like backstage access and getting the press pass and making sure you have a certain amount of people every time you go to the event on your on your uh, staff list is is handled. You know what I mean? Like when I go do events for the people that I've been doing them for, they already know I'm going to have me and an, at the least a plus two at the max a plus four. All depends on the moving parts that that person needs. If you tell me, yo, the doorman, da, 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 yo, my bro got you. You know what I'm saying? We'll handle that. Cut the cut the check. We'll handle that. Da, 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 you know what I mean? And we always tend to like mix in a little special with that price when you get the bundle package. We show up, bro, we're, we're, and we just take care of everything you need. You know what I'm saying? We we come sometimes with extra wires and loaded in the car because you know how some DJs you hire them and no shade to them. It happens. We've done it before. That's why we keep extra wires in the car. And, you know, somebody's missing a wire on ox or something like we got that. You know what I mean? And people notice that when they're hiring you and they're paying you to do work and they're bringing you out. So they don't have a problem drafting into their contract now that you that you your company can get that drop. So I'm not, you know, here. A lot of people don't understand. I'm not here to hide the juice. I want there's room for everybody. We all can get written into the drop. We, I mean, a drop. All you need is a couple of, you know, we can be all at the same angle and get the drop. Everybody eats. You know what I'm saying? Give them a little spill. You know, I always tell people, like, we give them a little spill. We make it easy for them. Shout out to Still L. Bung. Have a good one. You know what I mean? We don't need a long speech. Listen, one of the dopest shadows we ever got came from Rock Kim. It was amazing. You know what I mean? Absolutely amazing. Blew my mind that Rock Kim gave us one of the craziest shadows ever. Slick Rick. I mean, um, I'm sorry. Uh, Dougie Fresh gave us a crazy, crazy shout out. Mob Deep. R.I.P. The Prodigy gave us a crazy, crazy shout out. But that was honestly just from us building and working and being respectful and making sure that nobody's being a fucking fanboy and they can see that we're about our business. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm happy to see all these people that we met. Yes, absolutely. I'm ecstatic. But that's not my place nor time to show it. That's not my role in this game tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a spectator. I'm here to 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 put on the event. I'm here to be a part of the spectacle. I'm here to be a part of the amazing atmosphere. I'm here to be a part of what pleases them and pleases the crowd. You know what I'm saying? So I just take my role for what it is, you know, if, I, if me and my shorty, my wife, excuse me, I don't do that shorty shit because I got a wife, baby. So me and my wife, we go buy some tickets, you know what I'm saying, and go to like an event or a concert or something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay, that night I'm a fan. I went there as a fan for the point of being a fan, for the point of, damn, I don't got to work and do this shit all the time. I can go enjoy some of this shit, enjoy the vibes, enjoy the music, be out there with the people. Shit, pull my cell phone out, Instagram live that shit. You feel what I'm saying? People got to stop being hypocritical, man. We can do whatever we want. I mean, um, people got to stop not even being, uh, yeah, yeah, hypocritical because, you know, like just, we can just do whatever the fuck we want. You know what I mean? Um, so at the end of the day, you know, I'm trying to teach y'all some of the game. You know what I mean? So like last night I sent my youngins there and, you know, they're both young. They're both in their early to mid 20s and um, they're approaching, you know, real, real shit in life right now. You know what I mean? As far as like really getting out there in the world, paying their own bills, taking care of certain shit. Um, and 
chasing their dreams, which is like one of the hardest things. You know, everybody tell you to get a job, da, 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 but everybody wants a dream. Everybody has a dream and you can't keep telling people to stop having a dream or give up their dreams when people are accomplishing their dreams all around them. It's just the people that are in their general vicinity are fucking sitting around not doing nothing. And then the naysayers, the naysayers are always closest to you when you're grinding to the, to the top. They're always closest to you. You start to see the degrees of separation through results as you get what you want and gain what you want and to take care of what you want and do what the fuck you want people cannot do anything else but be like hey man he said it he did it you feel what i'm saying so um again just to throw y'all some juice that's how we get it done you know what i mean uh for all the people who wonder like damn you know all these guys who are like better camera people all right man there you go you got to be personable you got to have the gift of gab to a degree you can be your awkward recluse self i'm an awkward recluse when i'm not dealing with certain things that I have to do when I go online and I got to do my social media, then I let that inner voice out a little bit and let them address some things. You know what I'm saying? The one that I can't always use when I'm dealing with these kids and I'm dealing with the community and I'm dealing with, I match the decorum of the playground. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to show up to a fucking boxing match with soccer cleats on. You get what the fuck I'm saying? <laughs> this is when I'm on the internet, this shit is savage. You understand what I'm saying? It's crazy out here. And I still try to draw it back and keep a nice balance to it i drop a fuck bomb here but i'm also talking about some educational far out things some concepts you see what i'm saying i really approach this internet shit like a coach you know what i'm saying like that's how my mentality is with the internet but anyway We'll wrap that up. That's our just dessert section. Um, there's not too much going on today. It's not too much I want to talk about. I didn't want to overdo it. I was advised to rest. Um, as you can hear from me coughing all over the place, I should take that advice and heed that warning. So I'm going to get some rest, man. Um, uh, I just hope everybody has a good week. Um, we'll be dropping another episode Saturday. Um, I have some topics that are already put aside for that, that I'm going to save because I want to see how they turn out, how the story develops by the weekend cycle. So, uh, we'll definitely have some crazy things to talk about on the Saturday podcast. And I'll have some people call in and we'll chop it up with a, with a couple of callers. Um, but until then, man, this is the dinner club and I hope you digest it slowly. All right. Have a great one. Stuck inside of the womb Feeling like a caterpillar We are trapped in this cocoon I just wanna rise Take flight like a butterfly Till I touch the sky See my soldiers on the yeah. other side Living life through a small glimpse I seen the light through the fog's tent I feel like life ain't it all fair But still I rise like it turned me on Killing blacks with their turbans off And we enjoy the show Till the last curtain call Watching movies about the purging all And I'm just saying, I'm just urging y'all To see the bigger picture Murdering my brothers and sisters In the name of them figures Treat us like we some niggas Cause they history different Created the system But they left us off the cold The matrix is clearer than LASIK But they vision basic Seeing bad bitches and chasing But good women they hating Soft enough to pull them triggers But ain't hard enough to handle pain I seen the spark that leads the way I am the candle's flame Light bulb and brain sharing ideas Up Lifting my peers, been done with my fears. Uh, the only thing like I'm quitting Larfay. now is shedding tears. Stuck inside of the uh, womb, feeling like a caterpillar. We are trapped in this cocoon. I just wanna rise, take flight like a butterfly. Till yeah. I touch the sky, see my soldiers on the other feeling side. Like Stuck inside of the womb, feeling like a caterpillar. We are trapped in this cocoon. I just wanna rise, take flight like a butterfly. Till I touch the sky, see my soldiers on the other side. Not every cop is bad, but they killing niggas in your house or home in the street on a late night walk. Two to the chest or a bullet through the dome. This the type of shit I gotta battle in my mind. I smile every day and tell my family that I'm fine. 
when I'm by myself, you know it lingers in my mind. TV to reality, life can get so real. I just wanna rap and get a deal before I die. Buy my mama house, wipe the tears up out her eyes. Universe above me, I'm the only God that loves me. They've been killing kings cause it runs in their bloodline. Anything black, they attack. Y'all can throw stones, I'ma greet you with flowers. The message in this song is the true hidden power. Not ready to go to war, look who they placing in power. Can take a person's life at the push of a button, the pull of a trigger. Gave us Nat Turner, so the death of a nigga.